ladies and gents. My name is Felix. You're listening to Uber Radio. I am joined today by Nana Trump. How are you doing today, Nana? Very good, thank you. Very good, very good. Um, Nana is actually a professor of Eastern European Studies at the UVA. She's teaching me at the moment post-Yugoslav transitional justice. It's a very fascinating course. And she's also a world leader in the Balkan Wars and the ICTY trials, which we're learning about right now. Very interesting stuff. Um, this is going to be part two of our Reconciling the Balkans special. If you haven't listened to part one already, I would recommend it very much. You can find it on our SoundCloud page if you go to the playlists and then the interviews playlist. It's right there. In the first episode, we talked a lot about Bosnia and Serbia and how the two nations have interacted over the years. But for this episode, I'd like to talk a bit more about Kosovo and the fight for Kosovo independence and the NATO bombing of Belgrade, which was actually to end the Kosovo war in 1999. And this bombing is actually you know, kept a lot of Serbs against the West and against NATO and the EU because they equate, you know, all three as being the same thing. Uh, but yeah, it's something that I don't know a whole lot about. And I actually only found out recently that Kosovo is ethnically Albanian. And I was talking to somebody um, at a party on Friday about this recently. We were both a bit drunk and it was, uh, you know, one of those very in-depth discussions that doesn't have many facts, but a lot of opinion. And... He was saying how it was mostly the Albanians who'd come in as refugees and settle the land, and then they proclaimed that they wanted to have an independent state. And I was saying, well, no, they'd been there for centuries. I don't think that's that's really a crucial issue to understand what's happening today in Kosovo. And just to, to you know, in the nineties, we used to to tease uh, every conflict in former Yugoslavia usually starts with. Um, birth of Christ, so to avoid to go into who is right, who is not, and whether yeah. ethnic or historical um, uh, arguments are uh, more important to claim Kosovo, uh, it, I don't think they are pro- too productive. What is important and for Bosnia and for Kosovo is that if we allow that this integration of uh, former Yugoslavia started in 1990, um and that uh six of post yugoslav states have been recognized and as un states and a seventh one kosovo that proclaimed its own independence in 2008 is de facto state but not recognized by a un so not party to many of international treaties, legal, economic, political, then... Uh, but I, it is backed by the US. Then, well, uh, well, and, and majority of the EU states are part for five. So, but it's still, it's not enough and it's not going to ever be recognized as UN state because to get recognition UN state, you need... Uh, more than uh, majority of recognitions and then uh, confirmation by uh, uh, permanent five from uh, Security Council. And as long as China and Russia uh, have permanent position in the Security Council, Kosovo knows that it's no-go. It, mm. it will never happen. But yet Kosovo uh, does function as, um, as a de facto independent state. But, you know, for, for me, it's much more fascinating to see that uh, even almost 30 years after process of disintegration in Yugoslavia started, it's still not finished. And it's not finished because many of these states have bilateral 
uh, border issues. Even Slovenia and Croatia have unresolved border issue in the uh, uh, Bay of Piran in, uh, on, uh, on the sea, on the Adriatic Sea. Uh, Croatia and Bosnia have some problematic places close to Neum because Croatian coast is cut by outlet of sea by Bosnia and now they want to uh, build a bridge to connect Croatian territories without having to cross to, to uh, Neum. Um, it's, it's, uh, it brought some uh, uh, bickering and uh, accusations from, uh, from part of, uh, of Bosnians. And then um, when we go to Bosnia and Herzegovina, we have the Republika Srpska issue is still an open political issue because and Republika Srpska leadership in Serbia hopes that they will ever be united mm. and that Bosnia will be smaller for that very huge part of the territory. And then, of course, uh, we have Macedonian problem that has a huge Albanian, uh, yeah. Albanian uh, uh, population that, and this population demands federalization. And then you have problems with uh, Greece, which hopefully has been now resolved in the, in the, in the change of Macedonian name. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that whole story going on and how, you know, there was hundreds of thousands of people in Thessaloniki who were marching every day and this was front page news in, you know, the Macedonian region of Greece. The main issue they're caring about is what their neighbor is changing their name to mm-hmm. when they're changing their name to accommodate your wishes yeah. and to make you happy. And you're still like, no, that's not good enough. Yeah. But it, it at least it showed the determination of this new Macedonian government under Mr. Zaev to join uh, and to to do all uh, required things to join NATO, yeah, first NATO and then and then the EU, possibly, yeah, yeah hopefully EU, and then I'm coming back to Kosovo. So what is exactly the problem of Kosovo? It's again a complete, uh, you know, it, it is one of these uh, the, the 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 issues uh, of of. Uh, post formation of post Yugoslav states, and uh, there are uh, Belgrade and Pristina are in dialogue since um, um, 2013, and this dialogue about the status uh, was led by uh, uh, Brussels, and you know when Brussels EU leads OEC European Commission leads these. Um, uh, uh, talks, they basically want to find a way how Serbia is actually going to recognize independence on Kosovo. Yeah. And um, these talks are now stalled for quite a long time for several reasons. But why is it important? Because in the last year, there are talks that, yes, they will recognize Kosovo, only if Kosovo gives up uh, north of Kosovo, where now majority of Serbs live, and in the same time that Kosovo changes its border a little bit more to the east to something called Preševo Valley, where about sixty thousand Kosovo Albanians live in in uh, Serbia. Well, that apparently. There was agreement between Pristina and Belgrade to happen that, but then NGO world exploded. People who were 
you know, fighting for self-determination of uh, Republican borders as the borders of new states are now saying, what are you doing after so much trouble you are now going to do to change the borders and put the whole Balkans again in the stage of new inst- instability? Because But wouldn't, the- it, wouldn't it represent new stability? Because you're going to have a fixed agreed border because now it's a disputed border. The entire thing is, is disputed. But it, the, the point is that people are saying, if this happens in Kosovo, even with agreement, uh, Serbia will, in the next step, try to make possible to unite with the Republika Srpska. Mm-hmm. But then what is going to happen with Albanians in Macedonia? Why should they keep silent? Because that part of Western part of Macedonia is exactly the part that directly borders with, with Kosovo. So they say, why are you doing it? Why don't you concentrate on EU integrations where these borders are going to be relevant anyways? Why do you need first to satisfy these basically still nationalist politicians by doing such a complicated yeah. and not satisfying border corrections only in 10, 20, 30 years to get them be part of EU. Can you imagine how much energy it costs to negotiate even the carving the north of Kosovo there? You know why? Because there is this Gazivode area, uh, which, which are huge, huge natural lakes where the whole Kosovo gets water for. If it becomes part of Serbia, Kosovo is going to have huge problem with supply of water. So they say, okay, North of Kosovo without Gazivode, North of Kosovo without Trepča gold mines. If you want to resolve only these two issues about the borders, it's going to take 20, 30 mm. years because the, what sort of border would be then accepted by both sides? So opening even negotiations about borders, something that the West should never encourage and never, never be part of. They should say, take what you have, move on, and go and, and use all your best resources to come closer and to become eventually a member of EU. Mm. I think the thing is in, in Serbia now is that there's a real lack of a will to even join the EU. Everybody who I spoke to there, the only thing they cared about was reuniting, or as they said, liberating Kosovo. And they couldn't have cared less about the EU. They had no interest in joining the EU because the EU represents NATO and NATO are the people that bombed them because of the whole Kosovo issue. So I can't really see Serbia joining the EU, firstly because they wouldn't be allowed in its current state and they don't want to. So then what is the solution? You know, uh, um, the, the uh, Serbian society, Serbian people are worn out by politics. Mm. You know, since early 80s, and then certainly after Milosevic took power, these people live politics every day, and politics is everywhere. And they are uh, disappointed by the pace of, of improvement, because, you know, once in 2000, when they dethroned Milosevic, they thought, oh my God, now it's coming. 2000, now it's almost two decades later, the children who were born in 2000 are studying already, and their parents in the 90s, could not leave the country, didn't have visa for any country 
in the world. You know, so it is this isolation that is now so visible and, and isolation leads to resignation because there is, uh, although EU, it was last year, February, uh, did announce in enlargement policy that the first two countries that would be uh, groomed for EU membership would be Montenegro and Serbia. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I think the, Montenegro are very close, actually. But, well, for Serbia, it's the issue that they say, no, we never want to be a member of NATO. And then the question is, uh, well, how, what sort of model it should be that a country becomes EU member and not part of this whole uh, Euro-Atlantic uh, um, Treaty tri- uh, integration process, you know, because Euro-Atlantic means and EU and, uh, and NATO. But uh, uh, I think it's all possible. And, and you know, my, it, it, another important thing is those uh, forces within Serbia who still look up to Moscow and to Russia, Putin's Russia, to give them alternative, they have nothing to look for in Russia because since uh, independence of Russian uh, Federation, they never uh, created or offered a platform of political and economic uh, integration no of military treaty integration or something so as as much as you see that there is a cultural and ideological split in uh, serbian society and politics that one very liberal which is uh less strong and strong because of less of of, of lack of concrete results they look to the west and say that Serbia has always been part of a Western civilization in all major wars. They were parts of, uh, of, of uh, uh, they were on the good side. And then the other part that looks to Russia, but historically Russia never, never offered anything to them. Mm-hmm. So basically Serbia, the only way for Serbia would be eventually to turn to the West. Mm. But I think that dichotomy between the West and Russia is also so troubling because it's no longer... I feel like as soon as, you know, the Berlin Wall fell, communism collapsed, you didn't, I don't see why you need NATO anymore. It did actually make sense in that context when you had two very powerful blocs who were fighting each other on every single possible level. But now actually the West and the East, they operate within the same economic framework, which is, you know, what defines society in so many ways. So I don't see why actually we need to have NATO and Serbia need to think about joining NATO and that's going to be against Russia I don't, I don't yeah it's a, it's a it's a big question because um uh what would be alternative uh to go back to uh, national defense systems mm. in a world that is has moved um light years from for example from could that. you say that you know Russia would be invited to join NATO <laughs> Believe me, I mean, hypothetically, I'm quite why not? sure they uh, they not that they tried that, but I'm quite sure that Russia would never never uh, accept. I mean, but why not? Because it's it, it's no longer it was created with the intention of you know being as slightly aggressive towards Russia and saying we will defend ourselves no matter what. But now it's that's no longer the purpose of it. It's kind of a maintenance of the world order as it is now. And saying that if anybody does attack anybody, we will step in for the victims. Mm. So hypothetically, Russia could join, and then if somebody attacks Russia, then American will go help them. You know, I I don't think uh, that we should 
look into uh, development of NATO uh, um, or, or expansion of the NATO uh, towards Russia and and um, uh, and and you know it's it's a tricky issue because as you know or might know when uh, Russian Federation was uh, um, asserting or empowering itself as a as an independent state and um, NATO and this EU uh, ex- export of a liberal democratic uh, um, system was um, in full in full uh, there was some uh, agreement that NATO would not be expanding to um, near abroad as Russians called their former the Baltics and, uh, Balkans and their former and, yeah. well not not Balkans not but the former Soviet republics mm-hmm. and uh, so and this is something that NATO for good or bad reasons uh, did not really respect and Baltic states are a very good example of it but you know what I think that future of the NATO will not depend on on whether <laughs> Russia, Russian Federation ever wants to be its member, but uh, I think it will much more depend now on influence that Donald Trump is going to have on um, this uh, military Atlantic uh, cooperation with EU. And if we see that America will not be so willing to... Uh, yeah, because he, uh, he said in it. many speeches that he doesn't want to give money towards this. Yeah. And to but again, he, and he, he to have says his that. son die for Montenegro. That's a part like of his that, rhetoric. Yeah. He says these things, yeah. but he doesn't mean them. Yeah, but you know, it is a, a serious consideration uh, uh, that America's role in NATO or, or, or might change and that uh, and and then the question is how EU can create its own uh military treaty organization mm. and and unfortunately, a standing army. Yeah, well, yeah. it 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 is something that, that is going to be very very difficult, but uh, to to even envisage what's going to happen in the future. But then maybe in this sort of uh, uh, context, uh, once the NATO name vanishes uh, and something else comes instead of it, that Serbia might change its attitude if. If, but I, I think now what we are talking about is something where, for which in a concrete political and military developments EU, I do not see any indications that we are moving towards such a such a place mm. anytime soon. Yeah, I can't really see any any end in sight for the Kosovo situation either. Well, I, I actually do because uh, regardless what uh, position of Serbia is, now for 11, for how many years? 11 years, Kosovo has been developing its state institutions mm-hmm. and uh, it is, you know, it does behave as, a, as an independent, as state. independent yeah. state and it has, um, even in Holland, it has a full-fledged uh, embassy with ambassador and a staff uh, it has still support and of London and Washington, and uh, I don't think that independence of Kosovo is reversible. It's just a question of when and how situations will stabilize. It's a question of when Belgrade will 
accept it fully. Yeah, because the Russian don't 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 forget Russians said representatives of Russia said that uh, when it comes to independence of Kosovo and recognition of it, they are going to follow what Serbia does. And to some since these talks uh, came up about uh, uh, swap of territories between uh, uh, Serbia and Kosovo as the last step in mutual recognition mm-hmm. of each other's borders, uh, you know, Germany stepped in as a very powerful defender of no change of border policy. And I don't, I, I don't, sorry, I don't quite understand why that is is a bad thing. I feel like whenever you're setting up a fixed border, there has to be some kind of territorial exchange. No, 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 no but they keep the, the borders as they are. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, so I don't see Germany's why thing. Germany is saying this. Or... No, well, uh, because there are two, as I told you five minutes ago, there are two um, uh, currents uh, in the region, but also in Europe and worldwide. Mm-hmm. One supports swap of territories as the last, stage before mutual recognition and another one says no border changes serbia simply has to recognize kosovo and they have to move on and germany and you know last year uh, it all seemed because and leadership in pristina and leadership in serbia apparently already agreed to it but they didn't have still support of their uh, voters or people um, it seemed that it was going to happen. And then NGOs stepped in, many people who were completely against it, and Germany is supporting no border change. And, and through this, Germany is actually taking lead in EU policy when it comes to to future of Kosovo, mm. which is not surprising because uh, in uh, Great Britain, that was um, um supporter of... Kosovo's independence is is so self-observed in its own Brexit problems. Always, uh, France uh, France under Macron is uh, fighting its own internal unrest, and apparently Macron is uh, has difficulty to um, to function in uh, in, in uh, this situation. So France is not a big player. So I already mentioned two uh, biggest or possibly most influential. Uh, European, powers. European powers, and then you see that uh, Germany um, is gaining more uh, prominence in um, dealing with the Balkans on, on mm. its way to permanent uh, isn't solution. It in interest, it's in the interest of Kosovo as well to say that we're going to try and figure this out as quickly as possible. And if that is through the means of territorial exchange, because it's quite minor territorial exchange, isn't it? It's a few... Hundred square miles of going to each other, it wouldn't be a massive loss for Kosovo, you know, what considering is, what they're gaining. Uh, now your your that your your uh, qualification was minor. You know, states started the wars for few square meters in the past because, yeah. you know, once you you have something called sovereignty, it is a sacred cow in of international state system and. Each state has a duty uh, for itself, but also for for international uh, state order to um, maintain its territory. Uphold them. Yeah, yeah, you 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 have to stay. So 
if you say minor changes, my God, I mean, including 60 plus thousand Kosovars living in the south of of Serbia, Serbia. but, they, but, they, but two they would major be ci- two major cities. And they would be gaining those 60,000 Serbs. They will losing. be gaining. No, no, you see, but, but, but Pristina's side is very much for it. But for the exchange. It, yeah, but in their calculate, oh, you, you got it wrong. But Pristina is very much for exchange because they made cal- calculation that they can only win. But the problems are now in Belgrade. They don't know ah. quite what, how to do and how to sell it to their population if they want North Kosovo. But if Pristina says, we can't give you this water reservoir, we can't give you our gold mines, then people in, in Belgrade, people in Serbia say, hey, Prime Minister, they actually called you. What yeah. the heck? So you see, it's never easy to do territorial swaps. It seems like, it would oh, we do the swap and they're stick, happy. To no, stick with it now. You know, states, states are in, in, in war for, for decades because of few few square meters. And, yeah. and this is not going to... But there's no easy be. option because the way in which it, the, the border was first defined was not agreed by Belgrade. Pristina mm-hmm. said, okay, this is our border, this is our territory, deal with it. So now for Belgrade to accept that border, that's equally as much of a loss of face for Belgrade because they're going to be like, okay, well, they defined this border 15 years ago. We're saying okay to it now or after all this time. Or they could say, okay, now we're going to do territorial exchange and we're going to get a bit back and we're going to give a bit to them. And it kind of, I feel like that would be less of a loss of face for Belgrade. Well, you know, how many times uh, international community or anyone else can save Serbia's face? Yeah, Serbia accepted did not want to accept any deal in um, February or March uh, 1999 and NATO bombarded it. You know, Serbia was militarily humiliated big time, mm. had to move from Kosovo, had to sign Kosovo agreement where no law enforcement or, or military forces would be ever left in, in Kosovo. It left Serbian population there under now Kosovo being protectorate of the UN and EU. So Serbia lost its face big time. It suffered huge military defeat in Kosovo. And now, despite this military defeat, there were these negotiation talks to get north of Kosovo. And Serbia, again, makes a problem. And another thing which is important, not all Serbs live in Oslo Kosovo. So it's inevitable that some Serbs will be left mm. in other parts of it. So does this exchange of territory, is there to protect Serbs in Kosovo, as Belgrade officially claims, or is it geopolitical gain that Serbia needs to seal off its historical um, miscalculation mm. and say, okay, we started many wars. Most of them we lost, but at least we got some war booty in the former Republika Srpska and the north of Kosovo. Well, this is how and what some influential parts of the international community are, are willing to give to Serbia. 
But if Serbia refuses it, what's left? Kosovo as it is. And the other stream, other current in this discussion say, of course, leave everything how it is and work of, on a regional, political, economic, social, cultural relationship and these things are going to stabilize one way or another. You do not say we are going to work on stabilization of our relationship only if we have every, every inch of our interstate border to our liking. Mm. Well, even in in Netherlands, if we, if you will think in these sort of terms, you will have tro- troubles. But most importantly, when Hashim Tachi uses, he is the prime minister of Kosovo, uses arguments in favor of a peaceful territory swap, he uses the example of Netherlands and Belgium that very recently uh uh ended some minor mil- um dispute dispute border dispute by the Netherlands simply giving to Belgium uh some territories uh both ways will be um demanding on both mm-hmm. sides but i truly believe that less demanding we to leave the borders as they are and move on and look both towards the west yeah. and see how far you come on your way also, to brussels it, it, if you try to have a territorial exchange it might seem better on paper because it's like, okay we're going to have more ethnic um kosovans here we're going to have the ethnic serbs here so it makes more sense but really you're buying into that framework of there is a right way of doing this there is a, a, a like an accurate righteous border that exists and we need to find that somehow when actually that's not the truth and really it's it's implanting this idea of oh we can figure this out when really we can't there's nothing to figure out it's already been so screwed up the last 20 30 years the correct way as you said is just to move forward and just try and reconcile the differences we'll see we will see On that note, I think we'll finish it up. It's been a long podcast. I think we'll divide this into two parts. One about Kosovo, one about Bosnia. But thank you very much for joining me, Nana. Thank you. It's been a pleasure Felix. chatting to you. I've learned a lot. Till next time. Till next time. Bye-bye.